Hey, hey, welcome to the Jim, Joe, and Glenn show, where we talk about things. We got a great show for you guys tonight. We got no snakes on the table, folks, but Jim Scorpion's got some babies. Anyways, uh, thanks for joining in, and as always, I want to welcome in my two co-hosts, Jim and Glenn. Welcome in. Glad to be here. Me too. Thanks. <laughs> All right, so... Well, we had a couple of, you know, questions tonight. We were talking about a few different things earlier. And, you know, one of the big ones was, who is really running the world? You know, big question. I think it's, you know, something that... I actually, in the time since we were talking about it, I came up with the answer. All right. I want to hear it. This is, Are you ready for yeah. the truth? Let's go. Tell me the truth. All right. Everybody. Everybody. Everybody's running. No, um, well, I mean, that is true. But specifically, I mean, where is the power concentrated? And me and Joe were having a good discussion about, you know, the flow of money. And, you know, if you follow the dollar, if you follow the power. Yeah, I mean, you know, yeah, we have elected representatives in this country that are supposed to represent us in different districts and stuff. But what it seems like more is they're just getting in there and getting on some kind of dole. You know, like they're just getting rich. They're making a bunch of money and it's not from that salary that they're getting paid. I mean, there's other ways that politicians can make money. And that just seems like what all of them are doing. And it doesn't matter who it affects. You know, it's just dirty shit. And um, to a degree, though, not this isn't a universal truth, but it, it tends to be the case that the more talented an individual is, they will accumulate wealth in a free society. So it, it, it goes with reason that people that get to a level so prominent as being in the Senate or just a U.S. congressperson, although I would, I would imagine, I'm just guessing that the average House of Representatives um, rep uh, probably has a, a lower net worth than the average senator because there's a more dispersed concentration of wealth mm -hmm. or power, I should say, <clears throat> but also wealth. Um, and probably senators, some of the top ranking senators were, uh, net worth wise have more money than a lot of the presidents ever did total tangent but i think there was it uh truman that went bankrupt i don't remember he had to come up with a book deal to like save his ass after he left office so like it wasn't always that in american politics they were rich like some of them were pretty bad with money um yeah harry s truman harry s truman <laughs> huh like that one. well that was quite a segue but back to the, the, the... Yeah, who's really running the show? I mean, you know, so you can say it's oligarchs, right? Guys like uh, Bezos, yeah. Soros, yeah. Uh, Zuckerberg. I and mean, a bunch of people like that that also we've never heard of. Yeah. By Absolutely. design, maybe, to an yeah. extent. Because if I was in the business of something like making rubber bands, and I had all this money and wealth, like the Koch brothers, we all know who they are, right? Because they were so adamant about you know, taking advantage of Citizens United and dumping money into campaigns. But for everyone, like for, for those guys, there's also probably a lot of other guys that we don't talk about. We don't know their names. But but I, I think the problem with it, once you get it all the way up to the top, it's just more people. Like, what's the difference between some unknown entity that's like a little bit higher on the pyramid than, you know, a guy a couple rungs <clears> down? Well, I mean... Obviously, a lot. It's just another person. So, is it the power structure or the people that specifically we have a problem with? And if it's if it's not the structure itself, 
If you have a problem with the specific people, then your real problem isn't necessarily with them. It's where your spot is on the pyramid. So I see a lot of like, you know, people want to throw mud here and there over this. And I get it, like with, with great power comes great responsibility for sure. Yeah, I think it's more like it sucks that there's people with all that money and power and influence that can buy politicians and and but really the, change the outcome. Hold the, on, let me finish. That could change the outcome for the middle class or even the lower middle class. You know what I'm saying? Then you got to ask in what a, the alternative in a, is. In a negative impact. Well, the alternative would be them not getting involved in a representative democracy or anybody's government and just letting the politicians that were elected do their job. But the, the problem, without being influenced by money is what I'm saying. I I understand, and you are right to a degree. I think there's a gray area and there's a line that needs to be drawn, but. I was ma earlier when we were having the conversation before the show. I was making the point that if you look at a system of governance and organizational structure that accumulates, you know, power through taxation, it's more or less going to be limited by different bureaucratic steps, maybe for safety or whatever it is, you know, to make sure that the thing that they're doing with that power is actually good for for public utility, you know. Mm -hmm. And different systems, organizational structures will have more or less of an ability to basically just employ that power actually use it to do something right so the alternative to what you're talking about as far as like if you're gonna look at it from the perspective of how do we get the most utility out of this concentration of power is i'm just saying like what imagine a world without corrupted politicians is all i'm, I'm, I'm you getting can't. at you can't because you can't imagine a world without corrupt humans right you know unfortunately that is the truth but i'm saying it you know it's but it would be great it would we be great change the people we can alter the structure, you know, but what does that look like? How do you do that? You, do you keep money out of campaigns? Do you keep private money? Do you keep corporate money out of campaigns? Do you strip corporations of artificial personage that's not guaranteed in the Constitution because they don't have freedom of speech because it's not a person? Right. Is that an all? Because that, that's a solution. But yeah. why did we, you know, and then Citizens United gets passed, and then lo and behold... If it wasn't bad before, well, frog and boiling water, it, now it's boiling because now it's that much easier to buy elections. And not only that, now with technology, now we've got ways to turn the dials in different directions just with <clears> fucking <throat> algorithms on social media. Mm -hmm. Where do you draw the line? With legislation. Well, a lot of the people that are there in office right now holding power, they don't, they don't want to think of creative solutions to existing problems. They just want to think of creative solutions to stripping government of any power whatsoever. Well, part of the power that the government has is to make itself better, you know? So if, if the, the constant focus is let's just, like, not pass any legislation, no fucking fat, no fucking doing it, we'll cut taxes, you're never going to fix the problem in the first place of who we're putting in power to make the decisions and, and, you know, be a true representative democracy of the people for the people. Right. By the people. <laughs> Yeah, unfortunately, I mean, it seems like the founders' idea is just really isn't living up to what they had in mind for us. You know, I guess maybe people were less corruptible back then. I don't know. I, I would think it wouldn't be any different. So it's just kind of strange. No, it wasn't. It, it it was probably arguably worse, but yeah, your cultural lens, you know, like your your values change, right? So what do you do as your values progress? I just used the P word. I did that on purpose. 
I'm not a progressive, except for in the fact of progress is, generally speaking, a good thing. Like, it's moving forward, right? Yeah, I mean, who's not for that? I'm not for taxes, except to the degree that what are taxes for? Public utility. The concentration of power <laughs> to make it a more concerted, directed, efficient... If that's what they're really being used for, but I mean, there's a lot of data out there that proves that politicians, you know, put forth these programs. Yeah, and it's wasteful. There's waste in every human oh organizational God. structure ever existed on this planet. It's just horrible. The Vatican's got waste. I, I damn guarantee that. Scientology, fucking, <laughs> I don't know, private enterprises, corporations, they all have waste. Your household budget has waste. Yeah, but not like the government. You know what I mean? If a business was run like the government, then it would go out of business. What so, would a government look like that its bottom line was its bottom line? It would just strictly be royalty. It would be like, we're just fucking staying in power to have the power. That's not a solution either. That's almost, that's worse. Yeah. That's the dark ages, man. Yep. It's, but we're bordering on a system like that. The more and more we continue to erode these the systems that we have that we're supposed to, you know, like Citizens United, I hate to keep bringing that up, but that was an erosion of, of one of those protections that we had to something that the, the Founding Fathers didn't foresee, which was a huge concentration of wealth through these things that aren't directly ran by individual mind, like individual think. Because right. what is it when you strip it of its humanity? It's not like a person making decisions for the corporation. I know different people have more or less role in different corporations and making you know, decisions depending on who's got ownership percentages. It's a machine. Machines are great, but do you want to let machines make decisions in politics? When it all it cares about is its bottom line. All right. Yeah, it's sad, man. It seems like we're uh, we're definitely on the verge of, you know, something big because there's a lot of shit going on right now, and it's just like one thing after another, you know, in this country right now. It's like it's on the brink of collapse. There's this really interesting passage in the Bible that says that a day will come when men's minds are filled with visions and when they sleep they'll have dreams and it'll be like a force psychologically so great that e e the strong can withstand the spiritual like burden of having these visions but the weak will crumble underneath of it oh. and the more I think about it I consider like human machine neurological interfaces Bum, bum, bum. No, I don't know. That's a tangent. <clears throat> yeah, it's just, I don't know. It feels like scary times. And, you know, what do you do? You're Kirk, we're going us. to you on this one. What do we do? What do we do? Whoa, what do we do? Yeah, how you feeling? <laughs> we're giving you the toughest question in the room tonight. What do we do? Jimmy. Terrence McKenna has a, a talk where... Uh, we do drugs, folks. <laughs> Welcome to Kirk's world. Terrence once posed this problem to the mushroom. said, what do we do? Oh. And he says the mushroom told him a quick fix, which was you allow everyone one kid 
And again, I, I'm not one for more rules and stuff, but if you look at the population curve. That's it. The Chinese made psilocybin. <laughs> we retracted all that. I'm just saying, if you look at where we're going, it's consumption is the issue. And mm. you, you, you might talk about, oh, the, you know, the lady in, in India that has 20 kids. Yeah. yeah, but each of those kids is using far less than a kid right. born yeah. in, in an American family. So when you look at the consumption issue. Consumerism. Yeah. yeah. Um, so a system it, that just exists to have people consume. Right, right. And you're going to run out of stuff, and there's going to be all sorts of issues. So you got to either consume less, which we've pretty much you know, proven we can't do because our whole yeah. economy is set up. Technology is the only yeah. thing that can save us. Um, so you got to reduce. But the, it might be the thing that kills us, too. You just can't. As much as I would love to, you know, have people have as many kids as they want, it's like you could start there because right. in, in a one, one or two generations, you don't have the weight of that problem on your shoulders. And hopefully well, you can figure the rest of this shit well, out. Well, but take Japan as a good example of a, a society with an aging average um, population. They don't have enough people to take care of the older people now. Oh. So that's not necessarily a good solution either. It's like we just won't have – we'll just let the yeah, population you know, slowly die. And the old people issue is, is out there too. But, um, it's like grow, it, but what does nature do? Does nature ever, like, given ideal circumstances of, like, a, a, an animal or something, just like deer populations, rabbit populations, grasshoppers, what do they always wind up doing? They grow until they they hit some sort of barrier. The environment changes. A storm. I don't know. Locusts. They they eat everything and they fucking move on. If they get to an area that they can't get enough sustenance, their their population's gonna die off, right? We're no different than that. Like it's in our it's in our nature to grow, expand. Do we move like the edge of where we're trying to expand to? And then also, how do you better change the way that you expand except for by technology? Now, I'm with you on the idea that, like, the other thing, too, is if you look at nature, they don't have technology. So even as they expand, they're still limited by just natural barriers, you know, Native American lifestyle. That would be a perfect example of how to live in, you know, in harmony with the earth. But once you eat from that tree of knowledge and you start making tools and you can make fire and you create the wheel... It, it just never stops. It just keeps going until you get the fucking machines running the show. Joe, you agree? Yeah. <laughs> something We're all on the same page. Something in between that. Uh, yeah. No, a power structures. Wealth. Systems of governance, population control, um, a lot of really broad, big, huge topics. Glad we got to figure it all out tonight, boys. <laughs> yeah. I don't know where you go from there, though. Um, you know, it's just... What would an alien civilization look like? I, the thing is, it's like, it, it sucks that, you know, we have to live with the idea that no matter what, we're going to have corrupted officials. And, you know, that just sucks. Because it's just, you know, I think there was a time when people had more honor and they they were more honest. And it seems like nowadays just people just aren't as honest as they used to be. What sucks is, man, there's so many people on this planet suffering when there doesn't need to be. Yeah. If resources were, and we talked earlier about the space race and all that, I'm all for sending stuff in the atmosphere and, and, and you know, moving to other planets and stuff. But 
Who knows what kind of fungus they grow over there? We need people that run in this place that actually care about like helping one life, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. All life, not just some lives. Yeah, forests, whatever benefits them, you know, animals, you know? everything. Everything. It's yeah. difficult too, you know, when you're put in a place socioeconomically, when you're fighting so hard to survive for yourself and your family. Your focus is going to be so far down that, that list of priorities, that value judgment we all make secretly that we don't necessarily always acknowledge to look at the, the outside world and other people and the environment itself, literally, um, with a sense of like caring and empathy. When you're downtrodden like that and you're, you're constantly under the gun working way too much, a job you might not like that you don't get paid enough for and all your shit's too expensive to get by. Yeah. And you're always making other people richer. I'm not going into communism. I'm just saying, like, that that's what, what happens when the wealth keeps moving up is it gets harder and harder for the average person. What is What do the average people do, just like anyone would, when it, things get harder? They become a little bit less uh, altruistic, you know? And they become more self-serving because they have to. It's a natural reaction to that stimuli. So there's an inherent problem with the way we've been doing things where it's like, we're just setting ourselves up for our own failure. It's just we can't see that far into the future to know. Because the average person, if we keep winding this clock forward, unless technology, like, somehow, like... But, it, I mean, I, I think of Black Mirror when I think of that. Like, the people inside the uh, the talent show one. Did you guys, did you guys watch Black Mirror? I haven't seen it now. Okay. Mm, yeah, I've seen some of it. But, yeah, it's just... It sucks. I mean, it's not that bad. We're sitting here hitting fucking vapes recording a podcast that anyone in the world pretty much with internet access could listen to. And we're, we're managing to get internet access to a lot more places. Yeah, no, and I agree with you. You know, it's like, fortunately, we're lucky and we, you know, we do have okay lives and, you know, we're able to take care of ourselves and our families and, you know, and everything's okay, but it's not like that for everybody. And how much longer, you know, until something could come up to where that could be taken away? You know, you never know. It would be a, the most drastic <clears throat> transformation conceivable to, to even be able, like to imagine a circumstance in which everybody on the planet just wakes up one day and we no longer have to invest in, in weapons of destruction. You know, aside from like their ability to like be a tool, like maybe to hunt game for food as uh, whether it be it for survival or recreation. Yeah. Like we don't have to invest like massive amounts in like nuclear. Why do we have so many nuclear warheads? Like what, what were we trying to figure out? Like I can't, we can blow up a state the size of fucking whatever, you know, that's how powerful that bomb is. We need one that blows up the whole like fucking coast somewhere like, you know. Yeah. And then the resources and the power and the direction of influence you could free up just from not investing in technologies like that. I mean, you could, you really could change the world, but how do you do that? Because everyone has to agree to do it at once in, with a foundation of trust. Right. You know, is that ever going to happen? Well, not with corrupt people in power. Right. Right. They're in the way. Do you believe that there is good people out there that 
You 100%. Know? Yeah, I think people are waking up all the time, and even if people aren't necessarily there now, they're, they're on a path to get there, and there's constantly the, the, the possibility for change and progress. Eventually, you know, as the <coughs> cycles keep going around and reverberating, <coughs> there's going to be a point that culminates with, like, people just, like, enough people having to be of a certain state of mind that big changes to systems and power structures like that are possible. But when the sentiment is in the minority for that, that type of progress, it's a lot more hard. It's, it's almost impossible to achieve. So it's almost like a sense uh, evolutionary biology. That's what we're talking about. And it, it could be anyway. But I don't think you're going to quicken the pace of evolutionary biology by having people, you know, limit the amount of kids that they have. Yeah. I don't really want to live in a world where, like, <clears throat> it, it's a third party that's deciding who gets to have kids or how many they have. You know what I mean? Like, if the government told you, like, well, we'll take, we like Joe, we'll give him five. Kirk, we're stopping you at two. One person's sacrifice, though, would free up the ability for people in the future. You know what I mean? And that, that in, was, an, in a static, but this is dynamic, what's going on. I don't like people saying what you can and cannot do either. And I'm not saying you should. I'm just saying what Terrence McKenna said the mushroom told him. And it would make sense if you look at the issues compounding on our planet right now, a big portion of it is consumption. I, I agree. That is the simplest, you know, sort of like easiest argument to make too, where it's like if we just have less, okay, people are the problem because of consumption. Well, we just need less people. We'll consume less. Right. Or you can make the consumption more efficient <clears throat> or the same degree of like benefit by the <clears throat> consumer yeah. is derived from less materials. Yeah, I mean, there will come a time when the the earth is too populated. I mean, if it was to keep continuing, um, there would come a time when it's like we would definitely need to start looking to expand out to different places, I, I'm sure, you know. I just think like if you were able to channel like a a supreme being like someone with like a really like well-rounded omniscient like sees every point of view entity what are you really doing like what mindset really is that it's oneness you know which that's altruism that's everything being connected and that's looking at around not just at yourself mm -hmm. and i think we just it's a matter of I time think i think we are all should rest assured that reg regardless of the calamities that we're definitely going to face as a, a race as a species that progress will continually take place, even if we get wiped back down to the Stone Age. Yeah. And it'll keep going and going in the Tower of Babel. Yep. The Flood. Whatever. There's always going to be something you're right, and it'll just keep going. What you got to cross your fingers and hope is we're in the final cycle. But, I mean, I guess it's arbitrary either way. I hope, I, I hope we cross over to the next level, you know, and figure this out and... You know, this planet finds peace within itself. The and, thing, and we can become more, you know, symbiotic with the Earth, you know, and treat it right and stop polluting so much. Yeah, and, glass half full perspective, but uh, I think it could, the average person's heart should be gladdened by the fact that there is so much dissent and chaos within the, like, the cultural conversations that are taking place now. Because that means that people care. People yeah. are passionate. Yeah. It's just so, like, unfortunate that, like, all of that passion was derived through, like, opposition to polarization. Like, that's what tapped into it. And that and that almost itself, it's like a runaway train now where it just feeds on more and more in each direction. Mm -hmm. Until, like, it's going to have to, just like with any sort of 
gravitational bodies in orbit, they're eventually going to like start squeezing back towards each other, and it's sort of a death dance until they collide. Um, or maybe they just get locked in tidal orbit. I don't know. But that's uh, one way to look at the last helpful. People are fucking, yeah, people are upset, you know, on both sides of the aisle. That's good. That means they care. Yeah. But do Hopefully they care because it's out. fun? Like, what do they get out of it? Is it either because it's fun or because it actually troubles them? Right. And that's the thing I don't like seeing is hate for hate's sake. Right. It's like, this is a drug that I'm addicted to. I fucking love talking shit about the opposition. I'm going to get my high, you know, that's not good either. I would argue. Yeah. I don't know which individuals in particular you're speaking of, but I'm just talking about like the the current like specifically in the United States, like kind of the political climate. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely in a really strange place that you just hate you know you should look at someone that has a bad opinion about something that like you pretty are pretty confident you know is wrong and feel bad like how do they not get it how do they not see what i see Mm -hmm. how do they not have that vantage point and that's loving your enemy is when you can take someone with their transgressions their trans trespasses against you and see them as someone that's suffering from something much larger and you know do we lose sight of that yeah i mean i mean i read a lot about theology and the and because i like its philosophical tenets and it's sort of like historical bounds to, to whatever degree it's accurate I, I don't necessarily know with every every specific thing that i read but that's all in there and it really is like if you can get over some of the shit that you know some people just won't believe that Jonah spent three days inside of a, a, a whale. But what if it was just like a metaphor? I don't know. Or a spaceship. Or a submarine. Because those might have been around back then. But whose were they? I'm just poking fun, but... Maybe it's good to go back sometimes and, and look at that stuff. I don't know. Maybe. But, okay. Moreover, what do people really want? What do they really want? You know, like, did the people at the insurrection that day, did they... This is an interesting thing to think about. And I'm not saying the group as a whole, and I'm not saying this has anything to do with Trump, but, like, at insurrection days, I'm going to pick that event. There were probably some people there that just... they, They, like, just want to see the world burn when you get down to it. And they don't necessarily care if some sort of situation they think was wrong gets rectified. They just want the chaos. And that's when you get people pushing against fucking, you know, anything anyone in their sane mind left to their own choice that's not part of a mob mentality, groupthink situation wouldn't do. But that's the, that, especially with social media. You know, there's so many forces at play right now that they take advantage of people letting their guard down, not necessarily knowing how they're being affected by what's in front of them, not necessarily having the rational abilities to actually look at something analytically and objectively, not subjectively. And then they're, su- they're subject to groupthink. And oftentimes it's inaccurate perspective on groupthink because it's just some like idea of a group of people out there on the Internet, at, more so than it's like you actually know those people as well as you think you do, that's then impacting your ability to make good judgment. 
Yeah, that was probably not a great move on a lot of those people's part to go inside that capital. That was really stupid. Unless you know? they wanted to see. I saw videos that they they released of like people walking around inside of there, and it was security of footage from inside the capital. And all the people were doing were just like having a good time, laughing, smiling, talking, walking around, taking selfies. I mean, if you call that an insurrection, then I'm, I, I guess that's what it is. But I don't really. I, what I saw was just a bunch of people walking around, like oh, I saw fucking dude. I saw people that were like on a fucking field trip. Yeah, you I know, mean, it reminded it was me like, of going to like OMSI. You know, it was like moms grade. and like it was like like people. Yeah, not in a million years yeah, yeah, yeah. that you're you know they weren't well, busting I mean, I the just, door I down. Just, that was like the first example off the top of my head. You could pick any any manner of like violent sort of events that you know in the past. Like there's a whole list I'm sure, and you could pick it apart and say the same exact thing. So make right. the same argument. That well, is power. I mean, that's exactly how revolutions take place. It really is. You know, when you're absolved of all the legal remedies to an imbalance of power being misused against public utility, you only have illegal remedies to upset the apple cart with. So even that has its place in the evolution of the society. Yeah, I mean, no doubt about it. Those people made their decisions and whatever. They're going to have to face the consequences. But, uh you know, I'm just saying they didn't look like terrorists to me. You know, they right. just look like normal people. But well, and that begs a good just question made too. Been bad decisions. If someone's terrorizing, but they don't look like a terrorist, does that absolve them of some sort of culpability to the crime? Well, they would have to be doing terroristic stuff. Well, but they say justice is blind. So even if they don't look like what they're doing, justice I mean, being blind. I didn't see any terroristic acts. Is what I'm saying. You know, like I, there were some douchebags that broke windows, but. From the well, stuff that I saw, there. it was like... Well, being there was the terrorist act, more or less. The fact that they had to break in to get there... Well, if you're just... Oh, not, you're right. I mean, going inside, but yeah, that, yeah, yeah. they're not doing anything. You know what I mean? But they're the walking around and So, there. like, uh, would you feel terrorized if you're fucking, you're sitting on your couch eating tea I get it, and somebody came show. in. But that's, that's a public place, supposedly. You know what I mean? I mean, it's part of the U.S. government. Aren't we all U.S. citizens? Don't we have the right to be there? You know, we have the right to assemble. We have the right to free speech. You know? I mean, so, yeah, why don't we just storm the Oval Office? But you're right. No, they, I mean. They get a lot of shit I, done. I get we're, it. Si we're sitting in there with them like, hey, I don't know if I'm I like not that saying, call. Glenn, I'm not saying that, those, like, that like the, the people embargo, that did it Mr. don't deserve to go to jail because they absolutely do. You know, some of them do. I mean, the ones that went in there, you know, you made that decision. Either something's, you know, yeah, there has to be some kind of consequences. Obviously, you broke the law. So, you know, but. I'm just saying what I saw didn't look like terrorists. It, you know yeah. what I mean? And the media has this magical ability. And this is I'm saying this in all earnesty. To really embellish stuff and really like make it as as bad as it can possibly seem. You know yeah. what I mean? Or if it's good, like as good as it Whoever and, it's benefiting, that's what they'll do. Yeah, and you know? until it becomes like too theatrical, but for the sake of viewership and people's attention, that's just kind of the way we're wired. So, But when the media represents stories like that, you have this sort of like action-reaction where it bounces back and then people look at it like, well, it wasn't that bad. But they then they get kind of distracted from the original point, which was that regardless of if you want to say it's like this bad or that bad, was it good to begin with? And 
no if not and why what what different variables were at play there is this like a symptom of a much underlying huge problem that we're facing that nobody knows what to do with yes yeah i don't know whether it's that or it's some other thing on any any aisle political spectrum fuck there was that guy that was in the military and he he got up on youtube and released a video and he was criticizing the withdrawal and then they threw him in prison you know threw him in the brig and it was like all he was doing was saying the same shit that the you know generals said when they were deposed by members of congress or members of the senate and uh yeah they threw his ass in jail to try and shut him up it was like you know it was pretty shitty to see our country do that to one of our own countrymen you know that's like something you see in an authoritarian type regime or something like that for talking you know supposed to have freedom of speech in this country and it's like you know I thought that was pretty shitty but you know it, we're just going through rough times right now man we're going through a reckoning we're gonna have to figure it out you know politically and socially and uh, you know who knows there could be some big crash or something you know like 08 the or the Great Depression or something you know the problem with nationalism, you know, where people just like, and I know, I already know as I'm saying this, this is not going to be like a thing that, like, I'd be really careful how I word this because I don't want people to take it the wrong way and be offended. But it's a little contrary to the idea of like oneness and, you know, looking out for your brother in the world and the environment if these borderline imaginary barriers that exist these geographic not not geographic but like these boundaries that we just um, create out of thin air that make the distinction between like mexico and america or canada take precedent over like the greater good or progress you know as a species um because it presupposes almost that like you know, America, as an example, is like the be all end all. Well, it's like we're just like a tiny, tiny, tiny little blip in the radar on the on Earth's calendar. And fucking so and empires rise and they fall. Everybody, every one of them. The only thing that lasts is a culture. Do we have the culture that can last is a really interesting question to consider. I don't think we want our culture to last. Well, I think it's more, maybe we have a, a little bit of an absence of one because it's so like it, we're we're still a new country. Like it hasn't really, you know, we're still getting people from all over. It's kind of an experiment to begin with in a lot of ways. I I can't think of another example historically. I'm sure there are some that were like similar, but maybe not to the same scale. Where like you had people coming from like all over. Like we got to get there, and still to this day, you know. So I think we're just going to coalesce into this what could be like a really beautiful thing where our country is made up of so many like disparate groups that over time, if we survive long enough, it just blends into this like really nice like sort of you got like good things that have been contributed from longstanding cultures that, you know, came over in groups of people and it's all kind of getting adopted and dissipated and it sounds like a nice little cocktail going on, you know? melting pot i think that's what we already have right it just has <clears throat> we just need more time 
I mean, that's what America is. It's a melting pot. You know, you do have all these different cultures. It's, right. So, but go we got to protect the thing that, that created for that environment, too, which is like welcoming people that want to come here. Maybe figuring out good ways to like, in, uh, you know, include them, get them here. Like we need job, we need people to work jobs. Like let's, you know, get some low skill labor, whatever it is we need. Cause we, we do a damn good job of like getting doctors and shit. Cause they just want to come here. They know they're going to make more money. Those days will end though. The days will come where the most talented people on the planet don't by default, just think like, I'm going to go to America. Obviously they're number one in technology and this, that, and the other and freedoms and individual rights. Those we can't take those for granted because those that day will come to an end. That's what I'm saying. It's very easy to. It's always one or two generations away from. So how do you everything. invest in the future now with what you have then? Definitely not with what we're doing. I think now. You well, know? you got to invest in education. You got to invest in the future. Well, that's what I'm saying. I don't Values. believe. I don't believe they're doing that. They're definitely not like making a. Well, I, I mean, I'm sure there's people. That, like th look at the curriculum regularly and like you know try to do what they will with it make it better yeah i mean you know it's... do we put enough money into it do we like put a big focus on the things that we like should the should the at should the curriculum be exactly the same or nearly exactly the same to like what i was studying when i was at a certain grade as, as like that like a kid in that grade right now is studying when it was like you know, let's say it's 15 years ago mm -hmm. well no the world's a different place you got to be thinking ahead a little bit, like, what, where do we think we're going to be and what do we need to focus on? And I don't know that, I don't really know enough to say, but I, I think it's an interesting thing to consider. Like, if you think that, that, that there won't be certain jobs in 20 years, like, you're pretty certain. You don't know, but maybe, like, you know, with kids that are being born, like, right now, you need to start thinking about what kind of curriculum you really want to teach them. Yeah. Yeah, I still hear people say, like, they never teach you how to balance a checkbook in school anymore. It's like, well, fuck no, they don't. Nobody has checks on them. You don't even have a check. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They don't teach a lot of stuff, and, you know, it's definitely changed. And it's most definitely a changing world, and, you know, that's just how it is. And You know, life goes on. Only constant is change. Life goes on. And always will. Doesn't really matter what we do. But it does. We're only here for a short amount of time anyways, you know. Most of this stuff it's doesn't even affect though, us, you know what I mean? I've definitely had twenty minute periods that felt like they'd never end. That's the thinking that is the problem with the world, Joe. You know what I mean? Everyone's thinking, Oh well, it won't be my issue. Nihilism. Right. You know what exactly. I mean? <laughs> yeah. yeah. But that's exactly what everybody's thinking. But nihilism is like yeah, you, you gotta fight nihilism. That's dangerous shit. Yeah. When everybody starts thinking like it doesn't fucking matter. I think it's nihilism. Is it nihilism? So I've been a fucking moron my entire life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was saying that sarcastically. I wasn't really being nihilism? serious, you know. But yeah, it, it but sucks. But in the Big Lebowski. Know, like... Sorry. The yeah. Big Lebowski when he's talking about the nihilists, he's like, they're just a fucking bunch of nihilists. Of the uh. Roseanne's husband character, what's his name? I don't know. John Goodman? Yeah, John Goodman. Yeah. John Goodman. He's a hell of a guy. Is that guy even alive anymore? Uh, I 
I think he is, yeah. Still doing it, huh? A sequel to The Big Lebowski. Be great. Starring Glenn, featuring Glenn. Glenn as, <laughs> as Steve Buscemi's cousin. <laughs> What's his name? What character? Featuring Glenn as the Big Lebowski. Small cameo. <laughs> yeah, I'm painting Bunny's toes. Painting Bunny's toes. Well, uh, what do you think there, Jim Jim? Anything to add? No, I think we covered it. I think you covered it all. Glenn? Yeah. We're good. All right. Well, folks, we hope you enjoyed the show. We know we did. It's been a great night. Check us out next week when we talk about, uh, well, you'll find out then, won't you? We're trying to hit that documentary about the Masons. Oh, yeah. We are going to do something. There it is. You found out. (laughs) Good night. Good night, guys. (laughs) 